Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. One of my favorite conversations I've ever had on There Are No Girls on the Internet is with a writer who was targeted and harassed online about how she continues to stay safe while doing visible work on the internet. Without missing a beat, she said, anybody worried about online harassment should sign up for Delete Me. I signed up for Delete Me right then and there, and I personally recommend it to anyone. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls, code nogirls. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. So when I first started getting really into the internet, I always assumed that I was an outlier. I never really saw imagery of women, let alone Black women, taking up a lot of space online. And all the movies and media I saw about people who were really into the internet in those days were all men. And a specific kind of man at that, you know, nerdy and almost always white. So the story I let myself believe was that women and people of color and queer folks, all of us, we were all fighting to break into this industry that was pretty much a boys club. It wasn't until much later that I realized that story I'd been telling myself, it was wrong. We'd always been there. 
From the earliest days of computing and the internet and technology, marginalized folks were at the forefront, doing the work of making it better. Now, this realization allowed for a complete shift in my thinking. Technology and the internet, it's our rightful domain. And even if our stories are not always told or appreciated, or worse, if they're intentionally left out of the narrative, we're still here, taking up space. And we have been from the very beginning. Women like Denise Duncan are exactly who I'm talking about. Denise has been working in tech since the earliest days of the internet. And today, she's still there, working to make sure the internet is equitable and inclusive. Denise has had a front row seat to how the internet has changed over the years, and voices like hers can help us understand where it's going next. So, you know, as a Black woman in tech, what have your experiences been like? Like, first of all, like, how, like what brought you to this work in general? Like, how did you get here? I started working in tech in 96. Started building websites kind of like as soon as you could make a living building websites. I got a... Um, I got an internship with a with an organization called Xorg, which was a consortium that ran a, um, a UI for Linux called X Windows, and um, it was like an incredible place. Like the people there were so nerdy, and like a bunch of the people who worked there like went on to work at W three C, you know, like like and they okay. So this was ninety six. At that time, they were experimenting with cloud computing. Like they, I saw an experiment of somebody running Windows, uh, uh, running Windows and Word on one machine and using it on another one in 1996. Right? Like they already like made that leap at that time. Right? Which is incredible. And I studied physics when I was in school, and um, like I said, I got involved like at the very, very beginning of the internet. So. At my like work study job, I spent a lot of time um, browsing the web, you know, like, and it was Netscape one, you know, um, we actually used something called links, I think, which was like a text-based browser. And like, let me just go like, I'll geek out a little bit more. We, I actually like my whole foray, foray into um, kind of like the internet and the web was using Gopher and um, Archie which were like precursors to the web. Like Archie would allow you to search a bunch of different archives and stuff for files mm. and everything. And Gopher was like almost like the web, but it was very highly structured. So you had to like go through all these menus and stuff, right? So anyway, like at my job, so I, I use like Archie and Gopher for school and stuff. And at my job, I started playing around with, with Netscape because my boss was... Like she discovered the internet and the web because she was a, um, she would go coupon shopping, right? And like, even at that time, like she was finding deals and deals. Anyway, I started playing around with it and I just realized like, you know, it was very easy to actually figure out how it all worked. Like building a web page just took like looking at the source in the browser and working it out from there. So you know, I was kind of like at this place where I was like, okay, I studied physics. I'm pretty sure I don't want to become a research scientist. Um, what am I going to do with this? So I got that internship at Xorg and like um, that the the rest is history to some extent. So you, you know, you talked a little bit about sort of, you know, seeing all this wild stuff, like the, cl the early cloud computing and all of that. And you talked about how it was sort of, 
all this geeky, nerdy stuff. Did you feel like I have found my people when you were doing this early internet work? Were you like, I have found my people? Or did you feel like this is what I want to be doing, but showing up here as myself in this space feels fraught? Like, like what, what were the feelings like being at the forefront of the internet in this way? Oh, wow. That's such an interesting question. And I've never really thought about that. I think in a lot of ways, I did feel like these are my people because I think in those early days, like, let me say this. I think the internet changed completely around 2007, 2008 when the, when the iPhone came around, right? I think before that, it was a really different universe where it was kind of populated by geeks and nerds who just vibed on being geeks and nerds together, right? And like, it didn't matter. I know like, the type. It was just like, we're cool because like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're cool because like, we're going on all dot whatever and checking out, you know, Melvin songs or uh, D&D tips together or whatever, right? So like there was, and there was all of this experimentation, like there were so many sites that were just like nonsense or like weird art projects and, and stuff like that. And so I did feel like I found my people because like I was, I'm all about that. Like just like creating for creating sake. And, you know, there's like such a short feedback loop, especially at the web with the web at that time, like building a web page, like you just saw stuff instantly. Right. So it was really a good, like creative medium. I think like, I'll tell you about my first paying job that I got. It was a place called the Internet Company that literally owned the domain internet.com. Um, <laughs> we used to get, um, we, okay, <laughs> so we had like help at internet.com, right? Every once in a while, we get like an awesome one, like, hey, internet, where's the porn at? <laughs> <laughs> And the guys that I worked with there, like, so I think like two or three of the guys who founded the internet company were in like the Boston Phoenix, like their free paper there, like the who's who of the internet at that time. Um, so they like understood what was coming and they owned all, they like one of the guys in my office owned the domain god.com, right? Wow. So a, another funny story, like somebody wrote him as like, dear God, and you a guitarist from my band, and he wrote back, and he was like, sorry, I play bass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, it does sort of, you sort of get the sense that these were folks who, like you said, they knew what was coming, and they were really putting down infrastructure, camping out in domain names that they, they, they knew were going to be big. Um and so you really had a front seat to a lot of that early architecture of what we know as the internet. Because she had such a foundational role of building out the earliest architecture of what the internet would eventually become, Denise feels a real sense of responsibility to work to make it better, which drove her to Project Liberty, an initiative of unfinished labs that tries to transform how the internet works and who benefits from the digital economy by creating new civic architecture for our digital world. At Project Liberty, Denise uses blockchain, a digital ledger of transactions that allow for digital information to be recorded and distributed, to build civic technology to imagine the next generation of the web, one that serves people, 
not platforms. That's actually why, like, what attracted me to the project, the to Project Liberty, is because, like, I was there. And, you know, in all honesty, like, I feel some responsibility for where we've ended up, right? Um, where the web has ended up. And, like, I'm not, I know I'm not responsible, but here's why, right? Like, at the beginning, we were all like, okay, this is cool, but, like, how are we going to make money? Like, how do we keep these awesome jobs, right? Um, and like, eventually, and, and you know, when you were talking about finding your people, like, we would have um, barbecues. We'd go to this brew pub every Friday, right, with the internet company and hang out and drink a whole lot and talk and talk and talk. And, and like, so we learned a lot about each other's like philosophies, right? So a lot of people there, it, the internet was about like freedom. Like the web was about the ability for people to broadcast. It was all about like individuals being able to speak for themselves, right? Like all of us believe that that's why we were there in order to enable people to have a voice. But what happened was at some point, you know, Google, started ad tech started and all of a sudden like oh we are making money right we are able to support this we have to sell out a little bit in order to do it right but we can do it right and so like at that point i became like super ambivalent about working in the tech industry because it that felt like a real betrayal of like that like it's about letting people speak, right? It, you know, it wasn't about letting people speak. It was about surveilling people at that point, right? So when um, I talked to Braxton about Project Liberty, he and I go back a little while, like, um, he was saying, like, I know you're interested in doing something a little different, like maybe moving on from tech, moving into, you know, something a little bit more mission-driven. Like, let me tell you about this. And it was a perfect marriage, right, of the knowledge and experience I have from, um, you know, working in tech for so long and the desire I had to, to move into a space where I was doing things for people. Because I think the other part of my ambivalence was like, you know, I realized like the tech industry is a great way to make a living and one of the only good ways to make a living in this country right now, right? And so why is that, right? And and why is Facebook like a technology company requiring people to move to San Francisco to work for them, right? Like, you know, so it, anyway, so I really saw it as an opportunity to help do a little reset back to the original ideas of what the web um was founded on. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Let's take a quick break. Hey, ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. 
Head to iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Y'all know I love the internet, but a sad truth about it is that it can be a scary place, especially for women, people of color, and trans folks. We've talked to people on this podcast, whistleblowers, activists, and advocates who are making technology safer, who then become targets for doing that work. But the truth is, it can happen to any of us online. That's why I personally use and recommend Delete Me. Delete Me finds and removes any personal information you don't want online and makes sure it stays off. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls code nogirls. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment. Whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay. They can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. And we're back. I know that Project Liberty is all about sort of using tech to make sure the web is, you know, open and equitable and really centered on people. Can you talk us through a little bit about how you how you are seeking to accomplish that, how you do that? Yeah. So it's been a journey for us, right? Because what we're trying to do is not what the tech industry is motivated by as naturally, right? We're trying to build this public infrastructure to help take social networks, the social graph, right, is the technical term for it, take the social graph and make it a, a, you know, a universally owned property so that every individual can decide what they want to do with the information that, you know, exists in that social graph. And it also means that 
you know, these companies that are dominating the space now don't get to hold on to your data and don't get to hold on to your relationships. Like you own those connections, right? Because right now, if you leave Facebook, you le- you're leaving, like if I leave Facebook, I'm leaving like 500 connections that I've built o- up over the years. And why is that, right? So the idea behind Project Liberty is what we have to do is make the social graph a public good and then see what that unleashes as far as innovation, creativity, because, you know, one of the things that we're doing is building this, this protocol on top of the blockchain. Okay. And, and, and we're doing that because that allows us to manage identity and manage state in a way that we can't in other places. And it also gives us an avenue to building an ecosystem where we can can really build in incentives for people to come aboard. And in that way, it's really different than the model that exists in Silicon Valley, right? Which is, you know, it's about who you know. It's about those venture capitalists. With the blockchain, what we, we have the opportunity for, like, you can invest in the project that you're interested in. We're going to take advantage of that, right? And and figure out some ways to, like I said, create those incentives to bring different types of people um, into this uh, in a way that we can't now um, with the with the current system. Yeah, I mean, when people hear things like blockchain, I feel like automatically what you conjure up is like bros talking about crypto. And I, I do wish that we could broaden the conversation to folks who are doing things like yourself to bring more people in to try to build more equitable systems and, you know, kind of build that into it. I wish I wish that it was something that had a it was it didn't automatically conjure up the bros talking crypto, but it conjured up what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that I think like that's the opportunity that we have right now, right? Because what we have what we have to do with this project is create this diverse coalition of people who are going to support it. And like, I don't, I don't just mean like people of color or women or L- LGBTQ. I mean like diver- diversity of thought, right? Like one of the issues with technology right now is that like it's a certain type of person um, with, with a certain type of background who's creating all of these apps and programs. And so naturally that's going to, you know, impact how and what they create. Um, and it also, like, we've seen it with, you know, what's happened with some of the, the social networks that are out there. A, a lot of the impacts that we're experiencing, you know, they weren't unknown. It was because, like, people who had the knowledge weren't included in the conversation, right? And so um, that's what we are, in t- that's a part of Project Liberty. We know we have to to create, we have to create this community that, includes as much different expertise and background and experience as possible because that's the only way we're going to be able to create something that's usable by you know us all um i've i i almost i almost heard snapping and then i remembered we're recording a podcast <laughs> i mean that's it right that's like i if i have said this so many times on the show people are probably rolling their eyes but the reason why we need to make sure tech and the people that build it tech leadership are inclusive, not just because it's the, it's the good, the nice thing to do, which it is. It's because the folks who are building these tools and these platforms that dictate so much about our world, if they're all homogenous, 
think there's a big chance for harm, right? To, to, and, and we know that harm will be focused on people who are already marginalized. And so it's not just a nice to have. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I guess I have to ask, g- given all that and given what we know about the state of, you know, technology and platforms, are you like hopeful about the future of the web, the future of the internet, the future of platforms? Like, do you feel like you are thinking that things on the horizon are going to be better or going to be worse? Like, what's your what's your take? Oh, I think things are going to be better. I like, you know, maybe like a year or two ago, I would have said something different. But I think the level of awareness that people have on the impact that technology is having on their lives has shifted in a really significant way. And people are ready to, you know, I I think like um, when like the iPhone came about and and Facebook became like a a dominant mode of communication, people were just like, yeah, this works. This is how it goes. And yeah, I'll give up my data because everything's free. Right. But now a few years in, people are like, what does that mean? And so there are really, really meaningful conversations happening right now um, in spaces that I didn't think they would take place in. You know, like, okay, I was listening to a basketball podcast and they started talking about blockchain and NFT, right? And like, it was just like, like, it just made me realize how like this stuff is just everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And, and, and I think it's everywhere and the level of understanding is a level deeper than it was maybe a year or two ago. And so like, we have a real opportunity to, to share with people and say like, Hey, you know what, if you're looking for something different, we have something different and and for them to be able to understand it. Right. And, and, and like, I just don't mean project Liberty. I think there's all kinds of projects and people who um, have this opportunity um, right now. I I agree with you. I mean, I think it's easy to feel dejected and downtrodden and depressed, you know, when you look at the state of the internet. But I think that like, like you said, that you were describing the early crew of internet weirdos. And I just think that there's something about it when you bring a bunch of weird, like people who are committed to thinking differently together. I believe in the power of that. I believe that 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 gives me a lot of hope. Uh, that's, That's pretty nice. More after a quick break. Hey, ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a backseat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. 
Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment. Whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay, they can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let's get right back into it. Um, I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. So I know that you're a musician. You were a drummer for the transmissions. The transmission. Wow. The transmissions. Wow. Thank. Oh, my God. You're not, going not to like there. put you on the spot. <laughs> You were like playing South by Southwest in 2006, like early days. I mean, talk about like being foundational to all these different places. I guess my question (laughs) is like, do you see, you know, you were talking about sort of like the creativity and the innovation of um, the internet. Like, are are those things related to you? Like the creativity and the, um, you know, the the creativity of being a musician and making music and making things creatively. Like, are are these sort of like, uh, is it a Venn diagram for you? Are they related? Oh my God, like you read my mind right there, Bridget. It, it it totally is. Like for me, it's my experience playing music was part of what fueled the way that I could think about technology. It was just like, uh, I don't know if other musicians or creative people have this experience, but like I, I really was conscious of using like a different part of myself in my brain when I was playing drums and performing and stuff. 
and it just let me and helped me like access some different things when I actually like went to work, right? Like I, you know, learning how to perform, I use that stuff every day. I really, really do like in meetings and, and stuff, right? Um, the, I mean, like just like real basic, like the experience of like getting to South by Southwest with my bandmates, like what an incredible experience for us. Like what a confidence booster for us, you know, like we did that ourselves, you know what I mean? And so like, yeah, all of this stuff is additive. And then like, like just like on the plane of like thinking about how to build things creatively and collaborating with people, like I, I, I draw, draw so much from, you know, the bands that I played with, the collectives that I've been in to, to the tech that I work in. It's, it's, there's totally a line um, for me there. Women like Denise are what makes me excited to tell the stories of all the underrepresented voices and identities behind tech and the internet and the ways we were always there, working to make things better, more inclusive, more creative, even if our stories go overlooked and not often told. And I'm so excited to join women like Denise for my very first ever live There Are No Girls on the Internet taping on September 23rd and 24th at Unfinished Live. Unfinished Live is a convening of technologists, journalists, artists, and changemakers in person at The Shed in New York City and virtually online. It'll be two days of talks about how we can all use ethical tech to build a fairer economy and a stronger democracy, alongside leading minds shaping that future. Just go to live.unfinished.com and use promo code TANGOTI. That's T-A-N-G-O-T-I. And I can't wait to see y'all there. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech or just want to say hi? You can reach us at hello at tangodi.com. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangodi.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unboss Creative. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. 
Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discovery.com slash credit card.